Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ, our coming Lord. Amen. The Word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the prophet Zephaniah, the third chapter, verses 19 and 20, where God says, Behold, at that time I will deal with all your oppressors, and I will save the lame and gather the outcast, and I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time I will bring you in, at the time when I gather you together. For I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth, when I restore your fortunes before your eyes. So far our text. As we come to this third Sunday in Advent, and we light the rose-colored candle on the Advent wreath, we're reminded that that is set apart from the rest of them because of the joy that comes to us through this service. The joy that comes through all the readings. And not just the admonition from Paul and Philippians to rejoice in the Lord always, even when it's hard. But joy resounds through all the readings, through all the hymns today. Because it is in the promises of God that we have the ability to rejoice. And one of those this morning is from the prophet Zephaniah. At that time, I will deal with all your oppressors. Oppression is a thing that has been tossed about for the last couple of years in bulk, but has been gone on for decades and even centuries, and really throughout all of human history. As long as there is someone who is more powerful than someone else, there's always going to be oppression. And God says, at that time, I will deal with all your oppressors. Whether they be physical, they be spiritual, or they be political. All of them will be dealt with. And he begins it by saying, I will save the lamb and gather the outcast. Here we have God talking about bringing those who by whatever reason have become lame and unable to walk back to having the full use of their legs once again. We heard this in the psalm. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Not just the love of a father for his children, but the love that strengthens us to be able to rejoice at all times, even when dealing with our oppressors. Because the oppression comes in so many different ways. Which is why John sent his disciples to Jesus asking, are you the one who is to come? Or shall we wait for another? Because he had heard all the things that Jesus was doing. And was wondering, okay, is this the time? Is this when the oppression will be done with? Or are we still having to wait? Because he also understood the promise From the psalm this morning, yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. We will be blessed, even when it looks like we are still being oppressed. Because oppression comes, as I said, in all forms, whether it be political and governments who are very demanding on what their citizens do and don't do, or it's the oppression that is in each and every one of us. The oppression that we truly desire to be delivered from, 
the oppression from our own sins and our own shame. That's where Zephaniah really points us to this morning. When he says, I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. Because each and every one of us have those things that we want to lock away in the closet and hope that nobody ever opens that door. We have those things we want to hide from everyone. But we know there is one person who none of it's hidden from. We know there is one to whom we must give account to for everything that we have done. And it's to Him that we go. And we can go in joy even in the midst of our sin. Because of what the psalm says this morning. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. Let that sink in for a moment. You forgave the iniquity of your people. And that's great. And we hear that and we think, okay, wonderful. Forgiveness is available. But what about for me? I still feel oppressed by my sin. We go on to the last part of that verse. You covered all their sin. Not a single sin has not been covered. Not a single sin is left unforgiven. Not a single sin really has the power to oppress us. But we still live in this world where that oppression seems so great. And then we go back to Jesus' answer to John's disciples. Are you the one who is to come? He says, go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. One of the great things about the oppression of shame is to think that we're too bad for God to deal with us. For God to love us. But we look back at who Jesus hung out with. Who Jesus came into contact with on a daily basis. I mean, He was rebuked all the time for hanging out with tax collectors and sinners and prostitutes. His best friends were people who deserted Him in the time He needed them most. One of them even the one who betrayed Him into the hands of His enemies. Talk about oppression. But He's not ashamed of it. He's not ashamed of that oppression. He gladly took it. He gladly kept up with the tax collectors, the sinners, the blind, the deaf, the lame, everything that everyone wanted to cast aside as being the outcast, as being unworthy, those who were truly oppressed by everyone else. and says, these are the ones I came for. These are the ones I have come to deliver from their oppression. Because God says through Zephaniah, at that time, I will bring you in. Well, into where? Well, into His glory, into His kingdom, into His family. Very much like the parable of the lost sheep, where the shepherd leaves the 99 in the field to go off after the one who wandered off. 
Because that one is lost. That one is oppressed in its being lost. Because he wandered off. And as many times as you wander off and you try to figure your way out, if you don't have directions, you're never going to find your way back to the fold. So the shepherd goes out to the sheep, picks it up, puts it on his own shoulders, and carries him back to the fold, rejoicing because what was lost has been found. The oppression has been delivered. And he can restore the fortunes to that sheep. And that is where we look in Zephaniah today. He tells us, The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst as He is right now. And every time we gather in this place, because He is the one who gathers us here, He is the one who brings us in to hear His Word, to remind us week after week that our oppression is done. It's gone through Him. The psalm says, Surely righteousness will go before Him and make His footsteps away. And His salvation is near to those who fear Him, that glory may dwell in our land. We rejoice because His salvation is near. We rejoice because instead of being afar off and just waiting for us to get our act together, He comes down to us in our midst and gets our act together for us. He breaks off all the chains of the oppressors so that we can be part of His glory. And that glory we see as Zephaniah breaks it out. He will rejoice over you with gladness. That shepherd again with the sheep over his shoulders, rejoicing that what was lost has been found. Truly being joyful over each and every one who has come in to His presence has been washed in the waters of baptism, have heard the words of absolution, forgiving you all your sins, having received the body and blood of Jesus and with and under the bread of Holy Communion. Because that's why He came. We'll sing in a few moments. He comes the broken heart to bind, the bleeding soul to cure, and with the treasures of His grace to enrich the humble poor. He comes to free the captives. He comes to let those who have been oppressed by their sins rejoice in freedom. But He also gives us moments to reflect on it. Zephaniah then says, He will quiet you by His love. In His love, He withdrew all His wrath from you. He withdrew all His hot anger from you. And instead of standing there like Zeus on Mount Olympus with lightning bolt in hand ready to strike you, he stands with his arms outstretched waiting to embrace you as his son, as his daughter. And so we can say through the Apostle Paul, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to keep going on before you say amen, thinking the sermon is over, because it's not quite yet. He gives us those moments to quietly reflect on the peace that He gives us. 
the peace from the oppression. That surpasses all understanding because we still feel the oppression. But we're told that it's gone. We're told that we're free from it. As we sang a few moments ago, so when next He comes in glory and the world is wrapped in fear, He will shield us with His mercy and with words of love draw near. We talk about our coming Lord in Advent. And yes, when the Lord comes back, the world will be wrapped in fear because there will be no more time. There will be no more second chances. And they will face their judgment. But you and I, He will come to with words of love, bringing us in to be with Him in His glory. And there He will exult over you with loud singing. The glad hosannas that we heard a couple of weeks ago from the pilgrims in, in the triumphal entry. Heaven will continue to ring with those for ages to come. Which is why the next couple of weeks in adult Bible study we'll be talking about and studying the canticles that we sing often. The Gloria and Excelsis, the Nook Dimittis, the Magnificat, the Benedictus. All great praises that will be continuously sung throughout eternity in heaven to see exactly what all those mean and how all of them, even though very familiar, most of them to us, are so deep in meaning. Because each and every one of them helps us to praise the Word incarnate, Christ who suffered in our place. Because Jesus died and rose victorious, that we may know God by grace. That we may exult in that great victory over everything that oppresses us, knowing that in Him we are free, and that in Him we shall know that all of our oppressors have been dealt with, and that we can rejoice with Him forever. Amen.